Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of the day you're watching this broadcast, this is Dr. Eric Tangumonkem with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. Isn't it amazing that you were created with a purpose? You have a particular assignment and you've been gifted and endowed with what it's going to take to achieve that assignment. I want you to know that you are living in one of the greatest times ever. Don't wish you were born during another dispensation. You are here at the right time, and your life has meaning. Your life has purpose. There is much in store for you. I want you to focus on the fact that the great potential that has been given to you is for you to serve others, is for you to come up with goods and services to solve problems for other people. Without other people, there isn't any need for you to be gifted. However, since Life boils down to relationships. You have been empowered and gifted to do your own part. And for some of us, part of being able to rise up to our full potential, to be able to have the environment for us to excel, is by migrating. There is, there is nothing wrong with migration. It's been part and parcel of human history. A migration is always going to be part of the human experience. What is important is how the migration is done and how the immigrants position themselves to do well. I started this series because after having lived in the United States, for almost two decades, I realized that when I came here almost 20 years ago, there wasn't anything available that could have helped me to do better. And over the years, I've made a lot of mistakes, met many other immigrants that have made mistakes, and I decided to compile a list of 52 different areas that each immigrant who wants to do well, and I believe every immigrant wants to do well, that is why they migrated in the first place. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. If you moved, you've been pushed by the desire for more. You've been pushed by the desire for better. And that is why I believe that you should be encouraged to reach out for more and not settle down for less, for less. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to give a shout out again to all the moms out there. Happy Mother's Day. God bless you for the fantastic job you do, for laying down your life, for putting down your life on the line in order for all of us to be born. 
Big thanks to all the moms. If you are joining us for the first time, I have prior episodes that have touched on many different aspects that will help immigrants do well. I encourage you to check them out. If you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, please do so. If you've not shared the content that you are watching, do me a favor and share the content with your connections. You have a lot of social capital and I am encouraging you to use it and encourage other people to do well. Do me a favor today, if you've joined us and you're watching alone, just click that share button, share the broadcast, this live broadcast and let other people join us. I will not be able to interact with you live because they're streaming this broadcast on many different platforms. However, use the chat option, call the number on the screen if you want also have a conversation after this broadcast. I would like to get your feedback and your comments. And please be respectful, use language that is encouraging because we're trying to build here. I am at that stage of my life where I figured out that complaining, grumbling, murmuring, making excuses, self-pity, it doesn't help. What helps is to look for solutions. What helps is to do something that will move you from point A to point B. Blaming other people, blaming the system, it's not gonna take you far. And that is why I'm going to be talking about a topic today that is very sensitive. And I am not representing any political party. I'm going to be sharing with you my own experiences as far as relationship and interacting with the police is concerned. And I want you as an immigrant not to listen to the sound bites and make sure you put everything within context. Remember your own experiences with policing in the country that you moved before coming to the United States. And make sure you are comparing apples to apples. There is a lot going on in the United States right now. We are bombarded with a lot of images of police uh, brutality. And this can make some of us to lose a sense of judgment to understand that every profession has bad elements. I'm not standing here to bash the police. I'm not standing here to say that the police force in the United States is 100% correct. A lot of mistakes have been made. But what I want to say, especially to the immigrants, especially to you who was not born and raised in this country, I'm addressing this to you specifically. What is important is that when you get 
out of your house each day and go out, you should come back alive to your family. Please, before you, you talk about what the police should be doing, focus on what you have to be doing, what you have to know, and how to carry yourself. You cannot change other people, you can change yourself. I'm going to be very frank, very open, very vulnerable today. I'm going to be very transparent. I will share with you my own experiences. I will share with you where I'm coming from. And I don't want you to tune me, tune me out because I haven't said what you expect me to say. Or I'm not going in the direction you want me to go. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you about my own interaction with the police, what I've shaped my own understanding, and you see why I believe the way I believe. First of all, you need to understand, you need to believe, you need to accept that the police are your friend. They don't get up easily planning to go out there and maltreat the minorities or take advantage of anybody. If you don't believe that, the police are going to treat you right. If you don't believe that, the police are going to be fair. If you don't believe that, they are having your best interest at heart. If you don't believe that, when you interact with the police, when you are under pressure, if you have any hatred, if you have any animosity, it's going to make an already tense situation go out of control or become more volatile. That is why you need to start from the position of believing that the police are having your best interest at heart. While it's very, very important to call out the bad elements in the police force, let's not forget that for every one bad police, we have nine that are doing the right thing. We have nine that are really out there to serve. I want you to focus on the majority and so that when you have interaction with the police, it's going to go well. There are a few things that you need to know how to carry yourself. And, and, and I'm going to get very practical about it. As I've said, you came here because you have a why. You want to go somewhere and staying alive it's very important. Don't lose your life because of carelessness. Don't lose your life because you said things you're not supposed to say. There are two encounters that have really shaped my understanding and the way I think about policing in the United States. I'm going to start with my experience in my country of birth. Then I'll talk about uh, attending the Citizen's uh, Police Academy in my city of Richardson and how it, it, it brought everything in focus for me and all the different times that I've been pulled over by police and how it turned out. So please, I want you to listen and listen very closely. Nobody paid me to have this broadcast. I'm not representing anybody's viewpoint. I'm talking today for me. 
and as an immigrant who has interacted with police. I don't expect my experience to be the same like yours. But from my encounter, I think there are a few pointers that may help you stay alive, may help you achieve the goal that brought you to this country instead of becoming another casualty. We can avoid that. The closest I got to being killed by law enforcement was in Cameroon, my country of birth. I just graduated from uh, the university and I went to the creeks to buy uh, dried fish and to sell vegetables. Back in the day, the national identification card that we had uh, for the national identification card in the country was not uh, made out of plastic, was not laminated, was uh, a paper. They will put your picture on the paper card and clip it. I had a national identification card, and I thought that it would be wise for me to use my student ID to travel with because the paper um, national identity card will easily get wet if something were to happen in the boat. We used to go to the creeks in the canoes, and it had no uh, covering, so rain would fall on us. If we had any rain, we just open, and at times water gets into the boat and all that. One day we went, and uh, when we were getting out of the canoe, there was a law enforcement officer uh, standing on the beach. So he asked everybody to line up and identify themselves. In my mind, I was thinking, oh, Cameroon by then had. Uh, only one English-speaking university that I graduated from. It was a national university. We're not having a lot of universities in the country. And I expected everybody to know about the university. And so if I show my university card, the law enforcement officer will know this guy is a student. He is a Cameroonian. When my turn came and I showed the student ID card the man said, you must give me your national identification card. Then he went ahead and he was checking the other people. So I turned around, I was talking to the next person that was uh, in front of me. I, I said, I don't know what this man wants from me. I, you know, I, I think everybody is able to recognize that this is uh, identification. Out of a sudden, the law enforcement officer just turned and used the, the butt of his, of his gun and pounded me. I still have his car here. Pounded me and kicked me so I fell down. And he told me if I open my mouth and say anything again, he was going to shoot me and nothing was going to happen. I mean, law enforcement officers are notorious for being uh, in my control of birth. The law is in their hands and you have to toe the line. I was bleeding and it didn't matter anything to this guy. 
until somebody had to rush and go tell their commanding officer there was a problem here, a guy is on the ground. And that is when the commanding officer came and took us. And um, the, what broke my heart was just the fact that uh, this the law enforcement officers thought I being a university student, I was trying to make a point, I was trying to show off and stuff like that. The more I think about it now, maybe if I had shut my mouth, I would have prevented that from happening. That notwithstanding, that was, I mean, I dreaded law enforcement uh, officers. You, you have to uh, maintain your lane. Then I came to the United States and I attended the Citizens Police Academy for my city. I had to apply, I got selected, and we did three to four months of, of, of learning how the police recruit and the training and how the city runs 911 calls and forensic lab, went to the shooting range and shot police guards. On, in the squad cars. And um, during that whole time, and we, we had mock uh, exercises where uh, we assumed that somebody has broken into a house and we are trying to get in there and clear the house and all those, and we did mock arrest and all that. And it was very uh, eye-opening to me how dangerous the policing job is and how dangerous a knife is and why police shoot to kill. Before then, I used to think, now, if somebody is armed or you're trying to um, shoot them, why don't you shoot them, shoot them on their legs so that the person can fall down and uh, you spare their life? It's when I went through that training, I realized that aiming for the legs is not being smart. It's very difficult to shoot the legs. Shooting up here is easier. Not only that, when the police is encountering somebody that is armed, somebody that is a threat, it's a life and death decision because some of the police officers don't make it home. Uh, we saw videos of, of past mistakes that police made and they became corpses because they pulled the car over and they did not know that the driver was armed and all that. And so we need to understand how dangerous the job is. And during that training, it occurred to me that the police are really out to protect. They are out to render a service to the community. And we as citizens have to make their job less stressful by being in compliance. Each time somebody is pulled, things can escalate 
very rapidly. It's very dangerous. When the police pulls a car and is walking towards a car, there have been occasions where a car is pulled and the police is just not aware that it, the driver is armed and all that. And by the time they get it, they start shooting them. We saw videos like that. And that is why you as a motorist, when you're pulled over, the police already has this information running in the back of their mind. They need to be alert because anything can happen. And that is why you need to know that and don't escalate the situation by fidgeting and looking around. The officer may think you're trying to get a gun and all that. And, and, and don't say that they're supposed to know. They won't know because experience has taught that. Remember, we have bad guys out there. And most of the times these bad guys have their hands on guns in some cases that are even more powerful than what the police is having. So with this, all this mix, you have to be careful. And that is why each time you pull over, let your hands be on the steering so the police know you're not trying to do anything fishy. Don't try to get out of your car and run. Don't do anything, just sit there. You need to play this in your mind. I remember a friend of ours telling us that the police pulled her over, she just got here and she got out of the car and the police was telling her to stop or they're going to shoot. Now, I'm talking to immigrants. Please don't get out of your car. It's a no, 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 no. Don't get out of your car. You need, you need this information. It's going to save your life. Don't get out of your car. If you're pulled over, it's not the end of the world. Take a deep breath. Relax. The police is not trying to mess you up. And even when you are right, America has courts. As, I'm, as you're going to hear, I've been to court many, many times. Don't try to teach the police their job. Don't try to tell them that you know, you know more than what they're doing. And I remember when during the police academy training, we had to do police patrol in the police car. And uh, we made two stops during, my, during the time I was patrolling with the, with the police. And I started seeing some of these things firsthand where at times, the news media blow things out of proportion. We pulled one lady, Caucasian lady, because the, uh, the, her, one of her brake lights was out and they ran her records. And she, we ran her records and she was fine. So we told her, please make sure you, you could change your light. We pulled another guy, Hispanic guy, the same issue, but when his record was run, we found out that he has unpaid tickets and stuff like that. Again, I'm not making a generalized statement here. What I'm saying is this, you need to believe the police are there to protect you. The police are there to serve. We always have bad elements. The bad elements in the medical field Hundreds of thousands of people die each year in the US because of medical malpractices. We have bad police, but we cannot throw the bath water together with the baby. Be courageous enough to know the difference. The third incident that has shaped my understanding about policing in the United States is the day I got up one morning 
it was in the middle of this, the, the winter and I'm taking a bath in the shower and out of a sudden the the pipe burst and there was the house was being flooded very hot water and in the middle of the bath my wife I screamed called out my wife called 911 immediately and uh, there was a rapid intervention um, and I want to thank the city police for showing up and doing the right thing. We need our police, we need good policing, and all of us have to join hands together to make it work. You as an immigrant, I don't want you to go behind, don't listen to the sign bites, remember where you are coming from, remember why you are here, and remember that the police are not going to single you out. Now, I want to tell you about my encounters with police. It's not been, it's not something that I'm proud of. I'm not going to give any excuses. I have been pulled over 15 times. I remember each time. I can tell you, I'm going to share about one or two instances with you, what made the police pull me over. I drive a lot with my family. We go to different states. I'm just visiting and uh, vacationing. I've been pulled over in New York, Virginia, Houston, Idaho, of all places. I've driven all over California. I've been pulled over 15 15 times. I was not being profiled. It was not because I was a minority. It was not because I was singled out. I wasn't doing the right thing. All those 15 times, some of them I made the wrong turns. Some of them I was speeding. I always joked that I didn't drive when I was a kid. So, I mean, I didn't drive growing up. I started driving at 28 or so, so I'm trying to catch up, something like that. But I need to slow down. What I'm saying is this, I've had these encounters. 15 times I've been pulled over, received five tickets, five tickets. 10 times the police, I said, oh, I'm sorry. I remember the day I was going for a men's um, Bible study with my son, he was sitting behind. And I just, I'm thinking about going to this meeting, I'm listening to some music, and my, my heart, my leg just got heavy on the pedal. And I just, driving a little faster than I was supposed to. So I got pulled over, I told the officer, oh, I'm sorry, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm wrong now, I'm, I was speeding. I used to oh, slow down, uh, make sure, you know, you, you, are, you, do, you do the right thing. I remember the day I got pulled at a four-way stop because I didn't bring the car to a complete stop. When I made a turn, the police officer pulled me over. He was like, you didn't stop at the stop sign. I said, I almost, I, I almost stopped. He said, you either stopped or you haven't stopped. And he was like, okay, um, I give you a pass. These are good people. I break the law, they look the other way. What I'm saying is this, 15 times pulled over five tickets. 
Men have pulled me over. Women have pulled me over. And different ethnicities for that much. I remember I went to, uh, I was going to uh, Long Island, New York for a wedding and I took uh, my cousin's car and I was driving it, made a wrong turn as I was about to go under the Lincoln uh, Bridge and I ended up in downtown Manhattan and um, made another wrong turn and I was now driving towards the oncoming traffic and this uh, police officer pulled me. I was needed dress going for the wedding. And the officer said, put down, put down your, your glass and hand over your license. I was driving a Jeep and I did not know where to put down the, um, to, how to put down the, 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 the glass. And uh, I didn't know that the button to press was um, located in between the driver and the passenger in front of the, the car. So I, I was fidgeting around trying to, I mean like, well, finally I figured out and I lowered my glasses and handed her my uh, driver's license and told her, I'm from Texas, I just came out here for a wedding and I, I, I missed my turn. And I, you know, the, the, the police officer told me, you're supposed to go like that. Where you are going, you're going to get hit by a car because I'm facing the oncoming traffic and all that. I remember one morning I got up and I'm going to drop my son in school. And um, my wife said, I'm going to drop the kids in school. And uh, one of our, our, our youngest child said um, he wanted to go. And I was like, okay, we're in, a, we're in a rush. Just get into the car. My wife said, make sure you put that child in a car seat. I said, ah, come on, it's just a mile away. Who cares about the car seat? And I was not also having my glasses. I'm not supposed to drive without glasses. I mean, I see well, but at times I get lazy. I'm working on it. I drove, made a turn to drop the kids on the curb. And apparently I was not supposed to make the curb there. The police officer pulls me out. And it occurred to me immediately the, the officer was walking towards the car that I was not having my glasses on. One of my daughters was sitting in front of me, in front of the car with me, and so she had her glasses on. I just, just grabbed her glasses and put them on. <laughs> I had to explain to her later on that uh, daddy made a wrong move. So when the officer came, I, I, I presented my, uh, my driver's license and all that, and I was only ticketed. I should have received three citations. I was cited. For having a child without a, a car seat, that is why you have to listen to your wives. And um, I was also cited uh, for making that wrong turn. I had to go to court and pleaded with the judge to reduce the cost of my tickets five times. Yeah, I, haven't, I have not been pulled over for a very long time now. I'm working on that. What I'm saying is this. I could change this narrative and say that I've been profiled, I've been pulled over 15 times because I'm a minority, the police don't like me. It's not true. I was wrong 15 times and I got five tickets. I was wrong 15 times and I got five tickets. Why? People are yelling and screaming, let's defund the police. Some of them. Most are doing a fantastic job. 
And as an immigrant, you need safety and security for you to pursue the dreams and the goals that you have. And I want you to know there's no conspiracy. The police don't get up easy and plan to come get you. You need to believe that. And when you get pulled over, be respectful. It's a difficult job. Cooperate with the police and you come back, you come home safely. Don't teach them their job. Have your day in court. It's better to be alive than dead. Stop listening to the news sound bites and to those who are amplifying the divisions and the hate in our country. If you forget everything I've said today, I want you to remember this. What you believe is going to come out when you are under pressure. What you believe is going to make manifest when the going gets tough. I want you to believe that police are there to protect you, they mean good, believe that and carry yourself as such and you'll be safe. I want to thank you so much for listening today. You've been listening to Dr. Eric Tangumonkan with IEM Approach, where we equip, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. If you haven't, grab a copy of this book, I strongly suggest you do. It's going to change your life. I cannot say everything that is in the book because of lack of time. However, it's going to be a good reference resource for you. Get one. If, if you have new immigrants in your life, please get one for them and encourage them to read. If you're working with immigrants, get a copy for them. If you know immigrants, get a copy for them. Some of the topics in here are so sensitive that it's difficult for you to have that conversation. I've helped you by writing about it. Together, we can do better. Thank you for your support. Until next time, God bless you. <laughs>